0: hello 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 everyone thank you so much for joining me on another episode of down the pipeline with danny do it all where rhema flows in and revelation flows out just like it says in romans ten seventeen. now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god hearing by the word of god i am your host danielle i am first and foremost Okay, a believer in Christ, gifted with the word of wisdom, and lover of teaching, consulting, guiding, and training believers in all things, faith fitness, finance, and more, all right? God has sent me on assignment with this podcast to give you a word from him, to teach it and talk it through and prayerfully give you something to take back to God in prayer and add fuel to the fire of the Holy Ghost that is already burning within you, okay? I'm just here to spray a little gasoline on that thing, fan it a little bit, add a little kindling to it, you know, just, just, that's what I'm here for. And I am happy to do it. Right. I'm so, so, so happy to do it. So I'm just going to jump right on in, uh, let's get into days, into today's episode. So a while ago, while I was coming out of sleep, I do remember this. I wasn't deep in sleep. I was kind of like coming out of it about to wake up for the day. And God said to me, impossible ditches. I'm going to say that again, impossible ditches. (laughs) So I was like, first of all, I'm half sleep. Okay. Second of all, God, what are you talking about? What does that mean? Like, what do you mean impossible ditches? So of course I took it back to him in prayer and I asked him to reveal what he meant by this. Now, this one, as they all do, I shouldn't say this one, but you know this one like all the other words that he gives me the little utterances that he gives me it excited me because both of these words impossible and ditch usually have negative connotations right nobody wants to deal with anything or anyone impossible and nobody wants to get caught in a ditch i'm speaking from experience okay when i was in the world definitely drove my car you know what? Never mind. Um, so anyway, both of those words usually have negative connotations. Now, I'm not saying, let me just throw this out here I'm not saying that God will never give you a less than desirable word. We have plenty of examples of horrible <laughs> prophetic words in the Bible, but. Even if this was a quote unquote bad word, I still wanted to hear the fullness of what God had to say about it because I know he said it for a reason and he said it to me. So I'm like, all right, Lord, you gave me this word, impossible ditch. Let's go ahead and dig on into that thing. And so I can see really what you're talking about, what you want me to hear, what you want me to say to the people. The first thing I do when God gives me a phrase like this, open the pipeline or Final Sale, or Impossible Ditch, I type it straight into Google, you know? It's nothing, (laughs) it's nothing super theological, it's nothing, you know, i go to Google. Google is a tool, Google is my friend, Google is something that God has put here for us to use, so baby, you better believe that I'm going to use it, okay? So the first thing I do, I type this phrase straight into Google. I literally typed in Impossible ditches Bible, period. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it and and what came up was something amazing like usually it's a hit or miss but this time it was a hit so I was excited about that um what came up was a semi-familiar bible story to me in second kings three um verses 1 through 20, really, but focusing on verses 16 through 19. So the story I'm referring to in 2 Kings, it talks about a rebellion um, from the king of the Moabites against the king of Israel. Okay, those are God's people. The Moabites are not God's people, so they were feuding. So the king of Israel and the king of Judah team up to fight the king of Moab and his army. So the kings of Israel and Judah say that they're in this thing together and we're going to go up through the wilderness of Edom to fight. Okay, we are in this thing together. We're brothers. We are of one people. We're sons of the promise. So we're going to go up and fight this thing together. So as these kings and their armies are marching through the wilderness, a very dry desert, seven days pass and they run out of water for their enemy and their animals. Okay, and this is an army. These are these are two big old armies. So they need a lot of water for these men, for these animals to get it, to get themselves through this this wasteland, this this wilderness, not only get them get to get them through the wilderness, but to get them strengthened for this battle that are about to go in. Right. So they don't have any water. So now the kings are like, wow. Wow. Great. God called us here. So we've been driven and so we'd be driven into the hands of the Moabites because we've been it, it, this is his judgment on us. This is his punishment on us. So he drove us to the wilderness to die. Great. So God didn't say that, though, like that was the guilty conscience, but that's a different story for another day. That was their guilty conscious talking. So one of the kings sends for a prophet of the Lord. So this was how people in those days got, before Jesus got there, the the prophets were how people got the word of the Lord. Um, this is how people heard from God. And when you're with your army in a wilderness, baby, you need, (laughs) you need supernatural help. So, um, the prophet of God, Elisha was sent for, and, um, to come and give, give a word of the Lord. So basically they said, we don't know what to do except die at this point. So (laughs) I'm going to need a word from God and I'm going to need that thing stacked. Okay. All right. So boom, Elisha agrees to speak with them. And I find what he does next. So amazing. Now before he can get the word of the Lord, he asks for a musician, I thought that was strange, like, now I would have been thinking, okay, Elijah, baby, we asked for a word from God about this horrible situation we're in, not a bop, <laughs> I don't need music right now, I need water. But Psalm 22 and 3 says that God inhabits. That means he dwells in, he comes to see about, he visits, he sits in, he's enthroned on the praises of Israel or the praises of his people, his chosen people, a.k.a. us. So, With that knowledge, it made sense to worship and offer up a song of praise before receiving a word for their situation, before seeking the wisdom of God. And we see that after the musician came up and started playing, the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha or he inhabited the praises of his people. So he was right there with them in that wilderness because they offered up a song of praise, which is beautiful. So let's pause right there and say that when you want to invoke the presence of God, if you're having trouble getting there, try turning on some gospel slash praise slash worship music, even an instrumental, Um, open up your mouth and sing unto the Lord. You don't have to sing if you don't want to sing, but I mean, if you by yourself, go ahead and let it it rip. But you just go ahead and open up your mouth and just start speaking well of your God. Thank you, God, for waking me up this morning. Thank you, God, for doing something for me that I could never do for myself. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love, God, that covers a multitude of sins. Just start praising him. And I promise you, you're going to open up vows of revelation. You're going to get wisdom. You're going to get strength. You're going to get everything you need because God is going to have inhabit that praise. There is great spiritual power in music and it's really really helpful to edify yourself by singing so stir yourself up in worship and watch god show up okay so i just kind of wanted to throw that in there um take a take a page out of this out of elijah's book send for the music first send for the musician first amen all right so now here we come to the impossible ditch in the story so After praising God and the the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, God told the people through Elijah to dig ditches, to dig ditches and not to just dig ditches, but to make the valley that they were in full of ditches. I mean, not like one or two ditches, not, you know, let's do a little, you know, all right, five or six. That's all we got the strength for. No, he said, fill ditches. The valley with ditches. Now, Lord, how are we supposed to do that when we've been marching for days with no water? Sounds impossible, doesn't it? So I was like, wow, God, you, wow, okay. So it sounds impossible. God told the armies to do something that was almost physically impossible and honestly made no sense. Now, this is until why... Until we hear why he asked them to dig the valley full of ditches. So verse 17 tells us that they would not see wind, nor would they see rain, but the ditches that they dig would be filled with water from which they and their animals would be able to drink. Then he promises, (laughs) and this is my favorite part. I use this line. I use this line in my prayers all the time. He promises that this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He said, baby, this ain't nothing for me to do. (laughs) This ain't nothing for me to do. He said, this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. And he would deliver the Moabites into their hands. If I wasn't so close to this microphone, I would be hollering right now. So let me sit back. Okay. So God tells them to do something that seems impossible so that he can do something that's really impossible. You know, it was hard, right? It was hard work to dig the ditches, but it would have been even harder (laughs) for these armies to create water for themselves, right? That's truly impossible. Has God ever told you to do something really hard Something that seemed impossible to do in your own strength. If so, it's because he wants you to come to the end of yourself so that he can show himself strong on your behalf. If he hasn't asked you to to do the impossible yet, it's coming. (laughs) Okay, it's coming. Go ahead and ask him for the strength now. Okay. God said that they wouldn't see wind. They wouldn't see rain. But the valley will be filled with water. I don't see anywhere in this scripture where the armies or the kings in charge or even the prophet asks God how this is going to happen. And that's that's another thing that blessed me about impossible ditches, about this entire passage. They didn't say, well, God, I ain't gonna see no wind. I ain't gonna see no rain. How is there going to be? That's not your business. (laughs) That's not your business. Your business is to dig these ditches. Your business is to dig these ditches, okay? Stay in your lane, okay? Who else needs to stay in their lane in 2023? I know I do. Stay in your lane. <laughs> they took his word as truth and got to digging. Weakness, tiredness, um, is tiredness? Anyway, weakness, the fact that they were tired didn't matter. God said to dig these ditches, so that's what I'm going to do. How many of you, how many of us have been asking God for blueprints, step-by-step instructions for the supernatural, a play-by-play, if you will, for how he's going to manifest his word? If that's you, relax, chill, enter into his rest, boo. The Bible says his word is a lamp to our feet and a light For our path, that lamp is only going to illuminate the next few steps for us. Trust that when you do what he says, he's going to take care of the outcome. The outcome is not our business. It's not our business. You have to dig the impossible ditches to catch what God provides. If the armies would have waited for the rain to come without any ditches dug, how would they have received the water? God, I'm too weak for this. I can't, I can't, I'm tired. I can't do what you, what you told me to do. I can't do it. How would they have received their water? How would they have received their refreshment? How would they have benefited from the provision? The water would have run off without anything to hold it. If they would have questioned God or said, Lord, I'm too weak to do that or said, God, God, <laughs> What you want me to dig ditches for? How is there going to be water to fill these ditches without wind or rain? But you asking too many questions. You're asking too many questions. The work is essential. Preparation is paramount. So this line is from one of my, when I was studying this, I got this from one of my favorite Bible study tools the enduring commentary. It says that digging ditches was something the people of God could do. God didn't ask them to do more than they were able to do. He knew it was going to be tough. He knew it was going to be hard. But he didn't ask them to do anything more than they were able to do. When God wants us to prepare for the blessing he will bring, he gives us things that we really can do, no matter how impossible, quote unquote, it may seem. You can do it. If God told you to do it, he's given you everything that you need to get it done. God won't ask us to do something literally impossible. Okay. He will not. He. Let me, let me stop because God, you are limitless he probably won't ask us to fly across the world flapping our arms like their wings, okay? What he asks of us may be hard, it may be difficult to understand, or it may seem impossible because of limitations we've imposed on ourselves by believing a lie from the enemy. These men, even though they were weakened physically, they could dig the ditches. So they did what they could do. And God did what they couldn't do. They could not create rain for themselves. They could not create refreshment in that that dry valley. So God gave them a job and then God held up his end of the bargain. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He ain't never going to change. If we do what we're supposed to do, God is going to do what he's supposed to do. So moving on in verse 20. The next morning after they sacrificed, after they offered their sacrifice to the Lord, the land was suddenly filled with water. And this was only possible because of their obedience to the word of the Lord. He had them get ready. He had them prepare. And if they didn't obey, they would have missed their blessing. They would have missed their refreshment. So is there anything that comes to mind that the Lord told you to do that you haven't done yet because you've made excuses? I ask you to take this word back to God in prayer and ask him to show you the ditches that you haven't dug yet. Your ditch could be a business, a phone call that you're procrastinating on making, a financial investment or an investment of your time, a financial seed you haven't sown yet, etc. If you ask him with a sincere heart to show you where you've been disobedient, believe me, he will not hesitate to reveal it to you. He will not hesitate to reveal it to you. And not only was the land filled with water, the water was also used as a tool to send confusion into the enemy's camp. Okay. They had two enemies after them. One was dehydration (laughs) and another one was the Moabites. So the sun shined on and you can read all this. The sun shined on the water and made it look like blood to the Moabites so they used so they they rushed into the camp of the Israelites and were defeated and destroyed so the obedience of the Israelites served a twofold purpose one it supplied the armies and their animals with water and two it sent confusion to the enemy's camp which sent them right into an attack Hey, man. Oh, my God. I love that. You see how you see like the reward of obedience. They just thought they were getting water to for their for their for the armies and for their animals. But they were getting delivered a victory. Like there are so many blessings and so much victory. On the other side of obedience, we don't even realize it. We can so easily talk and think and assume ourselves out of becoming a living testimony to the miracles and the awesomeness of the one and true living God. I know I have. I've probably reasoned myself out of so many blessings. Embarrassing. Okay. This is a year for radical obedience. This is a time to be established in your faith. And this is a time to give God all you got. Okay. Amen. So look, all right. So I got three things I want you to take back to God in prayer regarding your own personal impossible ditches. Okay. So number one, God ask God to reveal any area in which you've been disobedient. Pray that the Holy Spirit shows you what tasks you left undone and repent. Honestly, we need to repent for thinking we know better. Disobedience is related to pride. It's prideful to think you know the outcome better than God does. So you're just saying that you're not going to do what you're supposed to do because you already know what it's going to turn into. Surprise, you don't. (laughs) Okay, lay down the pride, turn your back on it, repent. And say, God, I don't don't care what the outcome is. I'm going to do what you told me to do. Number two, I want you to go to God and say, God, give me the courage and the resolve to do what you have called me to do. God has already equipped you to do good works, which he prepared long ago. You have everything you need to do what he's called you to do. He's given you the desire and the power to do all of it. But he won't physically move your feet for you. He won't physically open your mouth for you. He won't dig your ditches for you. Okay. We have to partner with God. We have to partner with the Holy Spirit and be resolute in our decision to obey God, no matter the outcome. And third, I want you to say, God, I know if I try to do anything in my own strength, I will fail. Help me realize that if you have given me an assignment, you have given me the power and the authority and the will to do it. Your word says that with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And help me stand on that and believe it with all my heart. Impossibilities do not exist in the kingdom of God. You may feel weak, spiritually dehydrated with an army of doubt coming up against you. But if God tells you to dig Dig, <laughs> okay. Dig as many ditches as possible, and watch him fill up those ditches. Not only to refresh, to refresh you, but to hand you the victory. Okay, okay. Now look. So I always want you. I I, I want to be known as someone who leads people back to the Word of God. So. I'm going to leave some scriptures in the description box, but I'm just going to read them out loud for you really quick. Um, so definitely read second Kings three. This was the story that we were going over today. I want you to see it with your own eyes. I want you to read it with your own heart. Okay. And receive it by the spirit of the Lord. Second Kings three. Also Psalms 22 and three says you sit as the Holy one. The praises of Israel are your throne. Psalms 119 and 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. And my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures in the whole wide world and the whole wide Bible is Philippians two and 13. It says, yes. And this is the easy to read version. It says, yes, it is God who is working in you. He helps you want to do what pleases him and he gives you the power to do it. Mm, Love that. All right. So I got a couple more that I'm going to share with you, but I'm going to leave those in the description box. Um, So thank you so much for listening again. I will be releasing this podcast weekly and soon I will be definitely bringing on other believers like me who are walking, who are beginning to walk or even praying to walk in their purpose and discussing the journey that they're taking or took to get there. So again, down the pipeline is aimed at taking Rhema, which means the spoken word of God or in utterance received directly from the mouth of God and turning it into revelation to use for now to produce a divine thrust forward into your purpose. Thank you again for listening. And I want to make sure that I'm interacting with you all and you're all interacting with me. So please subscribe to this podcast on whatever your favorite podcast player is. I made sure to have access to them all. Okay. And follow me at Danny Do It All ENT on um, Facebook and Instagram and down the pipeline pod on Facebook and Instagram as well. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye.